Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Tevin Pittman. Alex is sicker than the dog. Talked to Alex last night. She felt <laughs> oh, terrible. Poor Alex. She's she is not doing well being sick. Fonny's got all kinds of dance things, and Alex wants to be involved in it, and she's too ill to go, and so she's a little little sad about things. Yeah, more than a little sad about things. Yeah, is there a flu going around? Yes, there is. That's the first time. Well, you didn't really, you weren't down for four days type of flu. I mean, I've been just laying at home all day, basically, except for the podcast. Great, and sitting right next to me. Yay. Perfect. Perfect, no question about it. I just love it. So what's the latest? Anything good to talk about? What is the latest? Um... I would like to, (laughs) you probably don't know anything about this, Tom, because you're not on social media, Mm -hmm. but this whole trend towards these weird chewable toothpaste things, fluoride is horrible again. I remember when you were little, fluoride was the devil, and then everybody said fluoride isn't the devil, it's all in your mind, and now fluoride's the devil again. And everybody's chewing these weird little tablets. We use them. Yeah, but, but, I mean, why is this a thing again? Well, we use them because we're trying to cut out plastic. Ah. And the only way to do that is through these, basically. All toothpaste tubes are plastic, more or less. Mm-hmm. Also, it's got hydroxyapatite, which is good for your teeth. Hydroxy who? <coughs> it's like a mineral that fills in your teeth. Oh. Yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, it... Works fine. Plus, you have this tiny little glass jar that's good for like 90 brushes or something like that, rather than having to constantly buy new tubes of toothpaste. And, you know, toothpaste is big. So, that the, sort of thing. do you still do you just pour it out of the jar onto your toothbrush? What? How do you do this? They're basically like little Altoid things. You chew oh, them, you they chew turn them. into powder in your mouth, and then you brush. Because it was also revealed very recently, as a matter of fact, the story's in today. One of the reasons people have such trouble getting to sleep at night, yes, and I guess this does make sense, is they brush their teeth just before they go to bed, and you're not supposed to do that. Right. You're supposed to brush your teeth like a half an hour and then go to bed, because if you brush your teeth, it's reacting to all the stuff in your mouth, and it's keeping you awake. Huh. What? That's what they see there, right there. <laughs> trouble sleeping? Brush your teeth earlier. Hmm. Well, a lot of... A lot of uh... Toothpaste have peppermint in them. Yep. And that peppermint is, true. is, is kind of a stimulant. See? That's you're supposed exactly to sniff peppermint if you're on long drives and you want to stay awake, I've heard. 
Is brushing your teeth the last thing uh, you uh, do before bed? If you have trouble falling asleep, you might want to change that. Don't skip it altogether, or you'll quickly, uh, you know, you'll attain the gross person status if you don't brush your teeth. But brushing uh, a little earlier might be a good idea. If it always takes you a long time to fall asleep, your pre-bedtime routines might have something to do with it, including when you brush. So if you brush right before you go to sleep, it's going, or right before you go to bed, I should say, it keeps you awake, which does make sense, right? I I guess, yeah. yeah. I I just um, are you on this bandwagon, Tevin? Are you? I've used using... those tablets before, but the yeah. taste and kind of feel of doing brushing my teeth that way was a little weird to me, so I didn't stick with it. I went back to traditional toothpaste. Uh, but in addition to Tom, how they say don't brush them right before you go to bed, they say if you're trying to lose weight and cut out late night snacking, if you brush mm-hmm. your teeth earlier in the evening yeah you're yep. less likely to eat because you don't want to have to brush your teeth again or are you more likely to just have a snack anyway and go to bed <laughs> that's, that's what i would argue <laughs> which that's, one is it <laughs> I would be, but uh yeah that is the deal ladies and gentlemen any sort of activity right before bed can jolt you awake a little bit and tell your body it's not time to sleep yet that includes brushing your teeth washing your face or even just turning on a bright light in your bathroom. Mm. So try to do all that stuff 30 minutes to an hour before your normal bedtime. You're supposed to brush your teeth an hour before you go to bed. Yeah, all of this sleep hygiene has been a big deal for a long time. Yes, it has. Um, I don't know. I think you got to do what works for you. But if it's keeping you awake, then you, know, I mean, well, you, you can't gotta go try, to sleep. Yeah, you should try it for sure. Right. I mean, just that, that whole thing does make sense. Um, Tevin and I already talked about this on the morning show, but I got to run this by you guys again because I just simply cannot believe it. A woman in Ventura, California, uh, took a couple of hits from her boyfriend's bong or whatever. I'm looking over. One's eating and the other one's taking pictures. I'm taking pictures of Jude staring at Andy Andy eating. eating. Good God. (laughs) Tevin, you fit right in with these two, I'll tell you. Honest to God. Now I forgot what I was talking about. Uh, the, uh, Ventura our, Highway in the summer. Our oh, new, Ventura. Yeah, our new favorite uh, criminal out in Ventura, yeah. Yes, our new that's exactly right. It's our new favorite criminal. Uh, so a woman, met a guy. She was 32. He was 25. Met a guy, uh, and he had some pot, so they smoked some pot, and she decided to stab him 108 oh, times. Oh, seems like Mur- a lot. Murdered the guy. 108 times stabbed, stabbed him, right? Wow. This was five years ago, wasn't it, Tevin? Something like it, five, uh, six yeah, years five, ago, something like five that? Five years ago. Yeah. Uh, stabbed him 108 times. He died, of course. And then she started stabbing herself once he died. What? And she didn't die. But uh, you know what her sentence was? No. Two years of probation. Yeah, sounds about right. She I, murdered someone. I just do not understand these. California, <laughs> they're pro-crime. They want crime. They really That's the do. only explanation at this point. I mean, what is that? Why on earth? The, first of all, if this woman is so nuts, look, I smoke pot a lot. My, I take cannabis now to go to sleep. I don't get all jacked up on it. Unless you overdose. If you overdose on cannabis, do you get all jacked up? Well, remember that one time you accidentally took something and you couldn't feel your legs? Oh, yeah, but that was like <laughs> that was like 50 milligrams. I was told it was 5 milligrams, that it was 50 milligrams, and my legs wouldn't move. Yeah. But I didn't get angry and want to stab you. No, you were very mellow. 
very <laughs> mellow. That's usually an overdose on, you know, marijuana is I'm going to sit here, be mellow, watch some TV, and eat some snacks. Yeah. Yes. Right. But I, I have never heard of marijuana causing someone to get psychotically angry. It might have been some other thing that she was doing with the marijuana, maybe. But still, how does she get two years probation? This woman is insane. She should be put in a hospital. I don't know. I just don't understand any of it anymore. Two years probation. No uh -uh. jail time at all. Oh, people are, can commit heinous crimes, and they just get off with a little slap on the wrist. It's, yep. it's I don't know. That's I guess that's what they want to do now. See, all I ever do is run across stories like that, and then I lighten the mood by stories like this. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if there's someone who can beat this, but they're just too embarrassed to come forward. A lady in California named Macy Davis Sutherland just broke the world record for something. Do you know what she broke the uh, world record in? Ate the most hot dogs. No, she no. doesn't. Uh, okay. Uh... She doesn't have a full Robin Williams-style sleeve of uh, deal. It's just uh, the one hair. She has one hair on her right arm. That is seven and a quarter inches long. Oh, I've got mm. one of those on my thigh. I have to constantly pluck it. <laughs> <laughs> you got one of those? Look at that. Look, look how long that hair is. And why does she keep it? Is she attached? Well, yeah, she's really. clearly attached to it, but I mean like emotionally. Yeah, emotionally, yeah, emotionally <laughs> attached to it. She has the world's longest arm uh, hair, apparently. That's kind of gross. I would say does it is gross. Does she keep yes. it wrapped up in a little curler so it doesn't get rubbed off accidentally if that's her claim to fame? She discovered it 12 years ago as a junior high school student, so she's in her late 20s now. She says the hair has accidentally been plucked a few times, so she really had to stick with it to break the record. Her doctor measured it last year at over five and a half inches which would have been uh, good, uh, good enough for the record. But she decided to wait a few more months for the official measurements, so hopefully no one can ever break it. The record for men is even longer. Back in 2017, a guy named David Reed, also from California. What is wrong with California? <laughs> yeah, for real. Seriously. What the hell is wrong with you people? It's all we that should... sunshine. I can don't we, know. Can we like, cut them off and just let the, uh, the California float out into the ocean? There's a Bunny lot style? of people that have wanted that to happen yeah. for a long time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he was also from California, had an arm hair that was eight and a half inches long. <laughs> he said, I mean, look, I I'm not a hairy person at all. Look at this. I mean, I don't even have any hair on my arms. I have little wispy things. Yeah, you can't grow any hair. I'm not, eight I, inches long. No, no I way. cannot. Mm -hmm. There's no question about it. But why would you want eight and a half inch hair hanging off your arm? Claim to fame. You know why he said he liked it? And I'm not making this up. Chicks man. You got it. He came forward to, quote, impress the ladies. Oh, yeah. Mm. Ooh, Ooh, nice long arm hair. Ooh. <laughs> like, what? So they're both going to continue to grow their arm hair. Uh, one's at seven and a quarter, and the other one's at eight and a half. So they're going to. I wonder if they yeah. rub a little, you know, that lash serum on there once in a while to keep it growing. Yeah, maybe. Probably, <laughs> possibly true. Wow. No question about it. A little Rogaine. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I, what happened to people? And specifically, what the hell happened to people in California? They're all insane. Well. Yeah, well, not Kristen Burt, maybe. She's probably not insane. Yeah. It's all that poop on the sidewalk, all the fumes. Oh, yeah, from the homeless. Getting in their brains. 
It's all true, ladies and gentlemen. So, oh, uh, I have to do a uh, correction. Okay. Apparently, there are crocodiles in Florida. Oh, yeah. oh yep, that's right. You got several. Uh, what, was, yeah. what was the name of the listener that? I don't remember. Oh, sorry. Melissa would know. Um. Anyway, apparently there are crocodiles in the southern southern area of Florida. Yep. Yeah. Alligators everywhere on the north. Crocodiles to the south. Uh, yeah, it's also, called the American crocodile. Are they? Uh, they're always in the water. They don't come on land much, do they? Is, are they pretty much like the water? Are they, um, are they little? I think crocodiles all have to sunbathe. Yes, to stay do. warm. Yeah, they're like. Oh, oh they, God. No, they, they, they can come go up. all the way up the coast to like yeah, Ocala. Totally West Palm Beach, right? Uh, area. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but they're in the ocean. Yeah, they stay very close to the ocean. Well, I don't want to see one of those either. I'll stay in my condo on the 16th floor. Well, yeah, they're probably if, not going to come up here. If I see a gecko on the on the balcony, oh, yeah. I'm like, what the hell's that doing up here? Close enough in any case. That's all I have to say. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. The, the, yeah, there are alligators, crocodiles. There are now boa constrictors everywhere out in the Everglades because people get them as pets, yeah. decide that a boa constrictor is not a good pet, so they just release it in the Everglades. So now there are tens of thousands of them in the Everglades. Yeah. Well, there was a breeding facility that got hit by a hurricane. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot and that's about one that. of the problems. A breeding facility for, but why do you need Because those? they are, <laughs> snakes are actually a pretty low maintenance um, pet because you only yes, have to are. feed it once in a while. And apparently boa constrictors can get to kind of know you and they're not going to squeeze you to death because you're feeding them. They're smart enough to know that. But they can get humongous. Yes, yeah. they can. Um, and I think that they just get to be, I mean, you need a whole room. I mean, I don't know. Are they happy in an aquarium? Would you want that thing out in the middle of the night if you had a no. chihuahua or a baby? Sure I wouldn't. mean, I don't know. All right. Remember well, a couple of weeks ago we did the 10 predictions from 100 years ago for mm-hmm. 2024? Yep. Okay. There are 10 more predictions about 2024 from 100 years ago, which did we find, the first time we went through it, did we find most of those to be true or kind of went, nah, that didn't really happen? I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah, there was a few that were maybe plausible, but for the most part, there weren't any that were true. I can't remember a password that I just set 10 minutes ago, so I'm not going to remember this. Some serious predictions, and uh, they're fairly spot on. Some were not so good. These are 10 more predictions. From 100 years ago, about 2024. Okay. People would think radios were silly and old school. Ooh, look at that. On a podcast, we can say things like, people would think radios were silly and old school. That is very true now, isn't it? Down with radio. Down with radio, man. The radio set that so amazed you the last time you listened, uh, listened in, will excite laughter among Americans in 2024. Yeah, radio is, you know, it's not what it used to be. The listening levels are way down because mm-hmm. it's just, to, to younger people particularly, it's just old old news. Wow. Yep. And they fire the good people. That yes, and they fire all the good people <laughs> in radio. That's I forgot about that part. They shouldn't do that. I don't understand this one at all. Men would stop wearing corsets. I didn't know men wore corsets. Oh, yeah, for a long time. They did? Mm-hmm. Oh. Girdles and corsets were somewhat common for men in 1924, without well, not anymore, but we do have compression shirts. I don't know what that is either. 
It's basically a girdle, just called a compression yeah. shirt. It's so it like, just makes you look like you don't have titties when you're a guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. A lot of guys wear a lot of guys wear compression socks and when they're running for some reason it keeps mm-hmm. your legs from being tired or something. Oh, okay. Um. And there's shirts that are supposed it's supposed to help with blood flow and fatigue, and probably make you look yeah. a little ripped. I Fit, suppose the fitness community wears a lot of the compression. Yeah. Stuff like while oh they do around, yeah. I suppose. I suppose that is true. Uh, this is a real list, by the way. We're not making this list up. These are 10 things that were predicted 100 years ago, about 2024, predicted in 1924. Jazz would be lumped in with classical music. Eh, it always kind of has been, hasn't it? I mean, I don't know about that one. I not think that of them be. as separate, but that's yeah. just me. New York City would have 30 million people, and Canada would have 100 million people. The real numbers are around 8 million in New York and 40 million in Canada. So, see, that's good news. We're about a, about at one quarter or anywhere from one quarter to four-tenths what they thought it would be. So that's good news, isn't it? Sure. Great news. Well, I'm just saying with all the pollution and all, all the rest of it, can you imagine if there were 100 million people in Canada and 30 million people living in New York City? It seems like there's 30 million. Well, yeah. it does. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, we'd run out of diamonds. Jewelers thought there wouldn't be any left, and we'd be making synthetic gems out of sugar. Okay. We haven't run out yet, but synthetic diamonds are a big business now. Yes. Uh, well, we do have ring pops. So. <laughs> What's that? It's a, basically, uh, it's a... Oh, it's a piece of candy? It's a candy that's shaped like a ring made oh, out I of sugar. The, yeah, I remember that. Oh, and you'd literally suck on your finger. Yeah, you remember yep. those. Ring pop. I, yeah, I do remember that. You're absolutely right. Uh, concerts would be happening remotely. This one did happen. They predicted that bands wouldn't have to put out, uh, go out on tour if they didn't want to. Their live performances. Now, you have to remember, in 1924, there was no such thing as a television. So they didn't know this. They had no idea. But they had records. But they predicted, yeah, well, they had records, and they predicted it would come true. Flying clothing, someone predicted we'd all basically wear suits that made us fly everywhere. Jetpacks do exist, but they're not that common. I want one. But would you want to fly through the air with no direction, no stop signs? No, No, I would not. I would not care. if. Let me put it this way. There are how many America, people living in America now? 350-ish million. 350 million. Can you imagine if 350 million people took to the air with their own little flying right. machine, flying clothing? Well, I think you would have to like oh. have a pilot's license and yeah. maybe you know prove that you aren't a complete idiot before you got to have a jetpack. There you have it. <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be good news. Yeah, let's not just hand them out to anybody. Yeah, yeah that's. I, I like mean, they're it. handing out driver's licenses to everybody, so the next logical step is to go above it. But, Catherine, <laughs> that's only so they can vote. Even well, they're not, they're not whatever, legal they're to all, vote. They're going to be on the roads, so it'll be interesting. It just amazes me. You break into the country illegally, and they want to give you a driver's license to make sure you can vote for them. What? God, people are just filthy now. Have people always been this filthy? Party before people. I guess that's mm-hmm. exactly it. Uh, they predicted tw- uh, 1924 that by 2024 our legs wouldn't work anymore. Mine barely do. Uh, the muscles in our legs would have uh, atrophied oh. uh, from never being used. Well, Why? did they think we'd just stop walking? Well, I'd say the average person who was alive in 1924, their legs probably aren't working so great. So. Yeah, I would guess <laughs> yeah. that's probably true. They're right there. You're right. Um, oh, I bet they were thinking because of the automobiles and everything exactly that people right. would be so lazy that yep. their legs would be mm. useless, maybe. I don't know. 
I don't, well, it didn't happen, thank God. And finally, beds would launch kids up and onto their feet in the morning. Oh, that I sounds really dangerous. could have used one of those when you were a child. <laughs> sounds like a way to give a kid brain damage. Launch you right out of bed. I'll never forget. Andy, God bless you. I love you to death. But when you were, I don't know, what it was, a 12, 14, something like that, you no. would not wake Nothing up. Nothing could wake me. Nothing. And it was a battle every single day to get you up and to school. It was just, and I remember Tom listening to me complain about it. And one day, which you were her, never home in the mornings, ever. No, For years and years and years. The show and golf. We never saw him in the morning. So one day he was actually home. And he said, I'll... I'll show you how to get the kids up. It's just not going to oh, happen. I'm taking a punch, aren't I? So <laughs> you go in there and I hear, Andy, it's time to get up. I'm going to make breakfast, and you should come down in five minutes. No, nope, don't care. Eight, nine minutes later. Andy, breakfast is ready. Time to get up. Fifteen minutes later, Andy, get the hell out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Well, you know, the best I and can. And I'm just laying in bed. I think maybe it was a Mother's Day thing that you were going to take yeah. care of the kids for a few hours in the morning or something. And I just remember laying there watching the show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just all it takes it is. is sweet talking. Mm, I haven't tried that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably hadn't. I would probably have to agree with you. You didn't, you didn't lean that way. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I remember being able to sleep like that. Do you remember being able to sleep like that in the mornings where you're just dead to the world? Oh, yeah. I remember my mother coming in one time putting a mirror under my nose. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? She said, I thought you were dead. I wanted to check because I was sleeping. I I, I probably would have slept till noon every day in the summer if I could have. Well, in the summer particularly, absolutely. You didn't have to go to school. I remember sleeping like that. Like you could sleep for 12 hours, just conked out. It was wonderful. I I have to ask a question here. We've had Dean Phillips on this show. As a matter of fact, he came in, reached out through Ryan Burnett. He asked to meet me through our mutual friend, Ryan Burnett. And then Dean Phillips came in uh, on the show. That's when he was running for... uh, or state office in, the, in uh, Minnesota. Isn't that what he is? is it, what is he, a senator? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not, he's not a senator. He's in the House, isn't he? I don't know what he is. House of Representatives. Okay. I think I think that's what he is. But in any case, uh, Minnesota congressman, they call him, so yeah, ah. that's close enough. Okay. Dean Phillips loses to Biden in New Hampshire's Democratic primary, but that's not the issue. Didn't Dean Phillips get like 20% of the vote? I don't know. I mean, that's pretty damn impressive if Dean Phillips all of a sudden pops up on the, on the scene. And I do like, Dean is, is, a, uh, is a Democrat. I don't think he's a, a far-leaning left Democrat, but he is a Democrat. And I believe he pulled about 20% of the vote uh, in New Hampshire yesterday, which is pretty damn impressive. Yeah. He's been on a lot of national TV. I'm going to have to reach out to him, have him on the show again. Uh, we'll get Dean on the show and talk to him about what, what is thinking it I see Dean I don't know him all that well I've met him but I don't know him really really well very nice guy but from what I can tell what he's saying if if what he's saying is what he really believes he's the kind of Democrat that my mother was what happened to the Democrats and the Republicans they've changed so much uh, because back in the day um, my mom's cousin my third cousin I guess he'd be uh, Lamont Dean was a member of the Minneapolis, he was a detective in the Minneapolis police force, and he was a Republican. My mother was a Democrat, and I would say Dean Phillips is kind of right where my mother was, which I always enjoyed. Therefore, I was a Democrat and really liked it. But then, I, I, when was it Woodstock all of a sudden when, when the parties decided to become really extreme and we need to separate even more. It's not enough to just be a Democrat or a Republican. It's not enough to be left or right. We got to be way left and way right. Why did that happen? I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't, it seems like a switch kind of flipped. I feel like as social media got more and more popular and people were able yeah. to express themselves more without really any consequences you you know start to film or feel out and get to develop those uh kind of extremist views and then as well you can insulate yourself and surround yourself with people that are always kind of in that same kind of vein as well yeah i guess that's true and look i i i'm very very happy to see this uh like I said, if Dean Phillips is, is telling the truth, and I think he is, he's my kind of Democrat. He wants the company, uh, country excuse me, 
to be in the best shape it possibly can be. There are things going wrong that things need to be changed here and there. But I don't see his position from listening to the last couple of times I've heard him speak. I don't see him getting really extreme with any of this stuff. No, not at all. And, that, and it looks like he did get 19.6%. Yeah. Vote. So, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's good. very impressive, Dean Phillips. Uh, I'm here to tell you. And, and like I said, I'll reach out to him and get him on the show. He's, I think he's, you know, on the trail right now. So he's probably not going to be available. But just for a call, and I think he could probably do that. I, I would love to see a return to the Republican Party of my, uh, my third cousin, Lamont Dean, and the Democratic Party of my mother. They were very giving and concerned people. It wasn't all about being angry at each other. It was what, hey, we have different views. Why don't we talk about it and see if we can meet in the middle? That'd be kind of nice. Well, meeting in the middle is nothing. that It just doesn't happen anymore. I'm going to be as far away from you as I can get. You're horrible, and I'm going to hurt you every chance. That's the thing about it, being the extreme political positions now. How do you people enjoy hurting people as much as you do? You ruin their lives, their jobs. People get fired because of your bullshit. I mean, it's really, I really don't understand how you want to live life. Going through your life harming other people is all you ever do. Why do you want to do that? Power. Yeah, but that's not real power. That's fake power. When you, when you run your mouth and you call people names and all this, and he's this and she's that, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, relax. Right? Right. I guess. I don't know. But so, yeah, Dean Phillips, almost 20%. 19.6, you said, Tevin? Uh, yeah, 19.6. So that's very, you know, very impressive. And by the way, the New Hampshire thing, there was a group of people that really, even though Biden wasn't on uh, the, the roster, they wanted to, everybody to vote for him anyway, just for, I don't, and I don't know why that is, why he wasn't on in the first place. I assume because he didn't want to be on it. But why did they drive the? Why did they have to drive the point home that a lot of people in New Hampshire are Democrats? I mean, we know that, right? Mm -hmm. I just don't understand why it was such a big deal to make such a big deal out of this. But then again, if it it brought people forward like Dean Phillips, that changes everything. I would like, I really would like to see a party that doesn't. All they do on CNN and Fox is badmouth the other party. That's what they do. You know, that's what it makes it unwatchable, don't you think? Yeah, it's yeah. more just mere campaign campaigning than anything else. Yeah. And they said something bad. I'm going to say something bad. We're going to wait till next week so we can say something even worse. And it just keeps escalating. You think it, because it's all about money? Is that what the oh, problem absolutely. is? This is all about money? Absolutely. That's unfortunate. I'm sad to hear that. Okay, I've not looked at this list yet. So, yeah, Dean Phillips, I'll reach out to him. It'll pro probably take a while because I think he's out on the East Coast. Uh, probably going to go to South Carolina. And what's that, a couple of weeks away now or a few weeks away, something like that? It's the next one, but I don't remember when it is. But, yeah, it's, uh, it was quite the outcome last night, and I thought Dean did a good job. I saw a couple of his interviews, and I thought he did a good job. I've told people before, though. I have friends that are Democrats and friends that are Republicans. I don't have a lot of extremist friends because I don't like extreme any. And by the way, that's not just politics. It's taste in food and in music. And if it gets too severe, shut up and leave me alone. Right? Just don't get too nuts about it. Gotta, people always got to go way over the top. Why is that? Yeah, I don't know. But like, it's funny that you mentioned food. It's like something can't just be 
oh, that burger was good. It was yeah. the best burger I've ever had. The caramelization <laughs> of this with this. And yeah, it's like, okay, just say it was good and let's keep it pushing. Isn't that the truth? This is the best hamburger ever. Yep. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad you like the hamburger. Calm down. Relax. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, we should mention very quickly before I do move on to the James Beard thing that uh, Joe Maurer did become a member on the first vote uh, of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. So congratulations to Joe Maurer and your entire family. Uh, said hello to Joe once, never really met him. I met his brother a couple of times over at Midland Hills, and uh, I think it's wonderful. A young guy like that, three batting titles for a catcher, that's very, very impressive. So. <laughs> Joe Maurer, you were in the Hall of Fame. You deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, and I'm very, very happy for you, even though I don't know you. And he's just a quiet kind of guy. People think he's kind of, I don't know, st stuck up. He's not. He's just a very quiet guy. It's just mm. not that big a deal, right? Yeah. Well, a lot of athletes are, you know, like it's almost like a brand. Yeah, I mm. suppose. Yeah. I suppose that's probably true. All right, now uh, – how is the restaurant scene going in Minneapolis, St. Paul? <laughs> Tevin, you go out to dinner a lot? Uh, yeah, I try to get out whenever I can. I think that there's definitely a lot of new restaurants that seem to be opening. I would say right. it's bouncing, definitely bouncing back and recovered after the pandemic. No question about it. Eight James Beard semifinalist nods for Twin Cities area talent. So these are our real semifinalists? Is that, do you have one chef... I mean, because like Bar La Grassa, I think the chef there is—he's an amazing mm -hmm. guy, and there's no question about. It. There are a lot of Minneapolis and St. Paul. Now, you, Catherine, you probably would be even too young to remember this, but when I was a kid, there were about four good restaurants in the entire state of Minnesota. Oh, Minneapolis was not a good food scene no, at all for many, many years. I mean, you had Charlie's, you had Murray's, and Harry's, but that thing burned to the ground many, many years ago. Well, I just don't remember people going out to dinner like they do now. No, that's true, people too. People just didn't go out to dinner. That is very true. They didn't go out to dinner as much as they do now. Eight James Beard semifinalist nods for Twin Cities Area Talent. The long list of nominees includes four national categories and four in the running for the Best Chef Midwest. you have any guesses who might be on the list? Because I haven't looked at the list yet. Um, Any guesses? I would say probably like a Gavin Kasem is probably yeah. on yeah, there. Yeah, sure. Um, would be kind of my guess. He seems to be one of the more notable Minnesota chefs. All right. Well, let me see who's on the list here. Uh, eight Twin Cities area chefs and restaurants and are semifinalists for the 2024 James Beard Foundation Awards. The high-profile culinary awards widely viewed as the industry's highest honor. Recognize and celebrate excellence in restaurants and food media. The restaurant uh, awards fall into 10 national categories. Okay, so, so far... We got Outstanding Chef category, Daniel Del Prado for Porzana, mm -hmm. uh, Minneapolis new uh, restaurant, the best new restaurant, Ora by Nixta, N-I-X-T-A, is that oh, Nixta? Nixta? Yeah, that place is great. What's is it the, the cuisine? Nixta is like, uh, uh, not like Mediterranean kind of, I would say. Let me oh, okay. check I'm getting this right. Now, where's Porzana? Do you know Daniel Del Prado for Porzana? Is that, the, is that where the bachelor farmer used to be? Uh, Porzana, I believe, is in the North Loop. I think it is. I think it used to be the bachelor 
Oh. Bachelor Farmer, Bachelor I think Farmer. it was called. I think. Oh, wait, Nixta. I'm thinking of a different place. Yeah, Nixta is like tacos. It's like a little walk-in, grab, like authentic tacos and walk out. Okay. You got one in your throat right now. Sorry. <laughs> it's, in the, it's in Northeast by Young Jones. Oh, it's not, oh. Yep. So that's good. Nixta, yeah, highly recommend. Uh, Outstanding pastry chef or baker, Mark Hugh or Huey, uh, Mark Hugh or Huey, H E U. How would you pronounce that? H E U. H E U. Yeah. Hugh, probably you. Mark Hugh or Huey. We, it could yeah. be. Uh, outstanding bars, Meteor. You you ever been to Meteor? Uh, nope. I don't know most of these. I don't really know most of these places. Uh, in the best chef category. Four chefs are being recognized. Well, Ann Ahmed. Ann Ahmed is a, a great person. She got the, what's the name of the place by uh, Lat Fourteen. Lat Fourteen. Mm-hmm. She's got three or three restaurants now. Yeah, Kaluna. She's got mm-hmm. uh, as well. So yeah, Ann Ahmed does a great job. Really, really good job. Christina Nguyen, uh, Nguyen for High High H A I H A I in Minneapolis. Karen Tomlinson for Mer, Merle, uh, Muriel, I guess it is. Lisa Carlson and Carrie Summer of Chef Shack. Oh, that's in Bay City, Wisconsin, though. So, yeah, most of these I don't even I, I don't even know these people. I used to know a lot of the chefs and the, you know, the uh, big uh, new places. But I, I think because of the pandemic, there was such a big turnover of old places going away and new places coming in mm-hmm. that I kind of lost track of it all. Is there any new place that you've been in Minneapolis, St. Paul, that you like? Ooh, new restaurants. I don't. Not any that stand out. I mean, you have like Nixta that was on this list. Um, yeah, yep. is, is really good. But yeah, I don't know. There's not any that Billy Sushi, which I guess really isn't new, new, but it's newer. That's downtown. That's really good. Where um, downtown? Uh, it's sushi. It's over in the North Loop, kind of by Red Cow. Huh. Oh, right there. Yep. Okay. Didn't so that close? Red Cow. Red Cow. I don't. I don't, think so. I don't believe so. I think they closed one location, maybe, but not the downtown one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, um, yeah, I don't know. Not that I heard. I will tell you, I could, I could check it out, but I, you know, we probably have some listeners know if that's true or not. But I've never been to a Red Cow, and it's not like I've been avoiding it. I just have Mm -hmm. never, never been to one. Is it really good? Yeah, they have. They own like Red Cow, Red Rabbit. It's like your kind of traditional American cuisine. Yeah, I think it's it's good. Yeah, it's good. There's one kind of just east of 50th in France, isn't there? A red cow? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's right there. Yeah. So I, should, I got to get in there one of these times. But uh, All I need is laughing cow. What's that? <laughs> cheese. Oh, that's cheese. The laughing cow is cheese? Yep. Yeah, good. There, now we're talking. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's kind of – because to tell you the truth, and I'm very serious about this, and that's why one of the reasons I, I read it, when I was a kid, you had literally a couple of restaurants that you could go to when I, well, I shouldn't say when I was a kid, when I was a young teen, or not even a young teen, an older teen, in my 18, 19, even up to 20, I uh, started going to restaurants downtown. Charlie's was wonderful, but they sold a lot for tons of money and tore the restaurant down. Murray's is still my favorite uh, steak place to go downtown. It's nothing against other steak places. I go to those as well. But I, when I was a little boy and I would walk downtown from you know Plymouth and, Br- and Bryant, uh, I would walk past Murray's, and I'd go, someday I want to have dinner there. Because it was very impressive. Look, I I had no idea what a car parker was, a valet. I'm like, why the hell is this guy? They just pull up, and this guy takes their car? What's that all about? 
I couldn't even figure out what that was. But I promised myself years ago when I was a, a young kid that I would someday make enough money to eat at Murray's and Charlie's. Because Charlie's was looked like a little castle on the corner. What was that, like 8th and 3rd, something like that? I think so. It was so good. Someone, oh, God, it was a wonderful restaurant. There's no question about it. If you had, like, a million-dollar supercar, would you feel comfortable giving it to a valet? That's a good question, Andy. I don't know. A million-dollar supercar. I absolutely would not. I wouldn't feel comfortable taking out of the garage. Well, yeah. we live in the land of very expensive oh, cars. Yeah. Palm um, Beach has so many. You can't go a block without seeing something worth probably $200,000. Or yeah. at least, yeah. I mean, it's always a joke. You go to the uh, grocery store and you're like, don't. Don't don't hit the Ferrari. Don't yep. hit the Lamborghinis everywhere. The Lamborghini. Yeah. Don't it's hit insane. the Don't hit the Rolls Royce. I mean, it's just unbelievable the amount of money people pour into cars um, around yep. here. And a lot of times, I do see them go up to the valet, and the valets just park them right there yeah, in the do. front, yep. so they can keep an eye on them, and then they don't have to drive them very far. Okay, and I got to run this by Tevin and Andy. I don't think you were with us either at the time. But um, I was crossing the bridge, and this Rolls Royce was coming down the road toward me. I'm up on the sidewalk. It's coming down the road toward me. Brand new Rolls Royce. But it wasn't enough that the guy owned a Rolls Royce. On both sides of the car, the the doors, he had a large snake painted on both sides of his car. Uh, yeah, we see some bad paint. I mean, these paint jobs on these Rolls Royces. How much is a Rolls Royce? A brand new? A couple hundred grand at least. Yeah. And, well, and I guess probably, it depends I've on the model. I've seen some really hideous paint jobs on them. Hideous? It's like, what? You're wrecking this car. Well, there's one that had this fluorescent blue paint that looked, uh, it looked bad. It looked hideous. Yeah. There's I want to get like a Clampet Mobile. Oh, that and was Drive great. around. <laughs> Get the truck in these areas. It's backfiring yeah, down the, the backfiring, road. the stuff falling off, and park park in between one of the a Rolls Royce and a Lamborghini. That would be hilarious. So, what'd you find out, Andy? Let's see. Rolls Royce Phantom 2024 starting at five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> what the absolute f? What? Yep. This guy buys a half a million dollar car and paints snakes on the side of it. The yeah. only thing I can think of is like promoting something or they made their be. money in, you know, like people. Is a snake handler? People name their yachts after whatever mm, business yep. that they made yeah, all the money. True. Maybe it's something like that. Oh, you can get a Spectre for only 350000 though. Oh, there you so, go. So nice and cheap. How ridiculous. What were you going to say, Tevin? Oh, no. Like if you buy a, <laughs> any type of. Even like a new car it doesn't have to be a Rolls Royce, but I always laugh at the people that you like. You know, you're painting snakes or flames, or you got all right, the bumper stickers. Right. It's like, oh my god, just have your car and drive it. And I'm I mean, assuming I, that guy with the Rolls Royce doesn't even drive it. He probably has a driver that he hires to show. Could be, him. yeah, for real. Could I be. Don't know. It's it's a lot of money just for a car. Yeah, that's well more than my house was. So. <laughs> I don't think I'd feel comfortable <laughs> driving that around. No. Driving your house around, probably. Well, can not. you imagine like uh, leaving it out in the other uh, garage, and there's like a hailstorm <laughs> comes by? Ugh. It's like, what do you do? Well, you can't possibly in- have, think insurance is going to pay for that. Well, insurance has to pay for it because they they um, charge you. I suppose on the basis mm-hmm. of the cost of the car. So I, I would think they would have to have to do it, right? We probably have a. T- 
hundred thousand dollar deductible well, yeah, that's though. The thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're already one fifth of the way to just yeah. buying a new Rolls Royce. Yeah. Exactly. So there you have it. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. I have a question for you guys. I know we only got about 15 minutes of the show left, so it might be a good time to bring it up. Uh, the Wall Street Journal headline, Trump rolls to victory but struggles with independence. Former president showed weakness uh, with voters who may decide general election. There's only been two votes so far, one in Iowa and one in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And New Hampshire is about, aren't they like 42% independent, something like that? Something yeah, like something that, like that. Yeah. They're not Democrats and they're not Republicans. They're independent uh, New Hampshire's all look. I don't have any anybody in particular to tell you who to vote for. This is my guy or my woman or whatever. Well, he's having some fun out there. Yeah, he sure is. Jeez, <laughs> could you hear that, Tevin? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not we're not torturing people in the other room. It's just uh, just fun. Ethan. Do you think we'll ever get through this next election? Uh, and let's say it, it kind of looks right now it's going to be Trump and Biden. They're not overly popular with anyone. Either one of them is overly popular. with. Is this going to be one hell of a struggle for the next 10 months? Uh, see, this is why I can't stand politics. I because know. nobody wanted these two to be running. Mm-hmm. And yet, like here it, they yeah. are. <laughs> the majority of people did not want this race to come down to Biden and Trump. And yet, there we here we are. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And... The reason why they're pounding all of these headlines is to keep you in watching yeah. and worried about it. So it's all it's all a show. Well, it is all a show because i got to be honest with you. I, I don't remember one president being elected, Democrat or Republican, where I suffered mightily the whole four years. No. I don't remember that ever happening. Well, that's like, you know, like I said, like people like Whoopi Goldberg on that horrible. I know, a terrible What is show. that show? The View. The View. The view. Uh, you know, oh, as soon as Trump is president, he's going to disappear all black people. Yep. It's mm-hmm. like, what? Whoopi, you sound like you're crazy, girl. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Why mean, do yeah, you look, say things like that? Trump did call me and ask me to get rid of Tevin, but I didn't. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know. I, I remember like it was yesterday, just running around in the streets, hiding from the yeah. vehicles that were rounding up all the black people. Yeah. And, you, and, and, and what's really, really sad about that is there is a percentage of the population that thinks that Whoopi Goldberg, because she's on a TV show, mm-hmm. knows what she's talking she's about and that it's got to be true. Because how? why else could she say it? Right. And, and let's not forget. It's just, it's really, it's, um, it's disingenuous and it's also kind of dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. To talk like that. Yeah, no and and I don't understand why people want to be fear mongers like that. I don't get it. My favorite is still when Ted Danson was dating Whoopi Goldberg. 
Because Ted Danson will do anything to remain famous. I like him, but he's really desperate mm-hmm. to be famous. Do you remember they took a picture of Whoopi and Ted Danson? He was wearing blackface. Remember that? Uh, vaguely. I'm yeah, I do remember that. How the hell did he ever get away with that? I don't know. Well, Howard Stern did it. So Howard Stern did it, too. He got yeah, away it, with it. It wasn't a big deal until like 10 years ago. That's why. Yeah. I suppose, but I mean... I don't really understand because you're dating a black woman now. All of a sudden, you're going to wear blackface. I don't get it. I don't know. I, maybe she's she gave the blessing. Yeah, so could have been it was her okay idea. For him to do I it. Suppose. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I suppose that's true, but I mean, the problem we got now is you're talking about, you know, Trump is the weak here, and Nikki Haley's going to continue, even though she's getting her ass kicked, and Joe Biden doesn't even want to show up. And this has got to be the lamest period of a presidential election I've had in my entire life. I think we've been in a lame government cycle for 20 years. Well, we have. Yeah. As soon as it time. became nothing but fundraising, I mean, Nikki Haley spent almost 40 million dollars in super New Hampshire. As yep. soon as super PACs became a thing. Right. In this it, tiny little state. Yep. 40 million just to stay in the race. And she has no shot. All of these, no. all and, and people that are in office, they spend 70% of their time trying to stay yep. in office. They well, do very little work. Well, if you think about it, I mean, it's like, okay, you have $40 million to spend on your campaign. Is anyone really going to question when you have five hundred thousand dollars for like you know miscellaneous expenses and you well, just pocket that? Yeah, and it's, it's, I guarantee every single one yeah, of them does it. Every, well, yeah. Almost every week, there's another you know politician from the tiniest little po- political office to you know way up there, pissing away money. Yep, taking you know huge vacations, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on first class airfare and trips with their boyfriends and girlfriends and all of this stuff. And nobody seems to care because it's nope. just... Well, we can't do anything about it because super PACs are protected by the Supreme Court. Well, we can't do anything about it because there's no transparency in government. Mm-hmm. Well, that too. And, you know, if one day if, if some politician wants to do something about this mess, it would be... A fantastic thing, but I just don't think I think everybody gets in those positions. All of a sudden, they're treated like rock stars. Yeah, Everybody's corrupts. kissing their ass. They're making tons and tons of money. They don't have to hardly work at all. All they do is run around and make speeches to make more more money to stay in power. It's just I think it's just like a drug. They get in there and Absolutely. it's just a drug for them, and they don't care about what's going on. The government was supposed to work for the people by the people. And it just doesn't. It's not that way anymore. No, I mean it's become a an entire <laughs> industry, and people just don't. They don't want to leave it. Obviously, they're in there for 40, 50 years, mm-hmm. and nobody will do anything about it because they all want to. They want it to stay the same. Well, I mean, look at how people act when they become hall monitors and Reddit mods and that sort of thing. They instantly transform it into their own little fiefdom, right? Because that's what people do when they get powers. They abuse it, yeah, so, even uh, if it's the tiniest little crumb of power. Oh, yeah. They're going to abuse it. Let HOA somebody... board members. Oh my God! Yes, sometimes they can just be animals. Yep. Yep. I I, I just. I just don't have any faith that anything's going to change until it implodes. It needs to just implode, and then maybe something will happen that's good. I think it will. That's my that's my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know where. Um, <clears throat> I have a friend in town, 
And by the way, Tevin, he could be your brother. There's no question. I was talking to Brew this morning. Oh, yeah, Brew. Have you seen Brew in a while? Mm-hmm. I haven't Brew heard was... that name in like 10 years. Jeez. No, he's still he's still the manager of the building. Yeah, he started out as like a valet, and now he started, he's an yep. huh. operations manager. Uh, he's but worked he, his way up. I, I was talking to Brew this morning. He, he's he got a beard now. Did you know I that? I know. Brew's got a big beard. He, he looks a lot like you, actually, Tevin, but he's got a beard. Uh, but I was talking to him this morning, he, and he asked me a question. He said, Tom, let me ask you. I don't, I don't really understand. I've been watching a lot of these political shows and these other shows, and people are upset by this, people are upset by that. Um, and Bruce said, I don't understand. So, so 60, 70, 75 years ago, whatever it is, black people are at the bottom rung of the ladder, and the people in the middle who don't live in our neighborhoods, don't work with us, don't talk to us, they made the decision that we could do no wrong now, and they elevated us up, so we're not even equal. They put it at a much higher level, which does nothing but put pressure on black people. And I said, that's an interesting take, Brew, that, you, that you're right about that. Human beings cannot just go, look, we're all even now. Everybody's even. There's nobody above us, nobody under us. It's Everything's all even, but people can never do that. What's your take on that, Tevin? Do you think people will ever do that? Uh, no, I mean, any, no. regardless of who like the group is, if something bad happens or there's some sort of injustice or inequality, then the kind of, it goes to the reverse extreme of, well, now look how special all these people are and they're, you know, they're different and I don't know. There's not like, it's not just say, oh, we're all just human beings. Let's move forward. There's always right. be some sort of right. special qualification. Well, people burn down neighborhoods over soccer games. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's yeah. true. People need an outgroup to hate. It's mm-hmm. like it's built into the human condition is we need an enemy. Why do you think that it, having an enemy, like I was trying to think of who my enemy would be. I don't really have an enemy. The I, French. Yes, the fr- <laughs> it's the French, damn it. There's no question about it. I wouldn't give them the time of day to make them my enemy, to tell you the truth. If we don't get along, I just stay the hell away from them. I don't, I'm not going to sit there and stew and brew and try to figure out, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? It's like, they mean nothing to me. You go think what you think. I, mean, I don't, there are a lot of people, well, there are a lot of people like that in the upper echelon of Minnesota that just hate my guts, and they've never even met me. So why would I be offended by that? You don't know me. Right. You can say whatever you want, talk because I'm a public figure. They can say whatever they want. Well, it's but, mostly like a young person thing to think that way i think you don't oh, see a whole it? lot of 60 year olds starting riots no that's true it's like you know young people they're full of hormones and they're dumb and they got tons of energy and you know it makes sense because for many many millions of years billions of years we evolved so that you know the young people or you know the young every animal the young ones are the ones that fight for territory and resources and yeah. stuff like that. So they're constantly on the lookout for like, you know, there's, there's this group that isn't like us and they have something we don't. So let's go get them. That's and so amazing to me. It wasn't until very recently that parts of the world kind of moved past the need to do that. Because, I mean, even a hundred years ago, the entire world was still fighting each other for resources. And in a lot of ways we still are, we're still sending troops over to the middle East and that sort of thing. And South Americans are constantly killing each other. And Russia's taken over this place and China's taken over that place. You know, 
And it's all young, mostly men doing the fighting because that's what they're born and bred to do, to fight. No, I think that's well, true. And a lot of that is cultural, too. Well, yeah, that because too. they're yeah they they live in a cult culture where they're they hate somebody yeah and they're exactly. raised to hate them and raised to want to fight them. Well, yeah, I mean, like look at Danes; they went from the Vikings, some of the most brutal people ever to exist, to like you know you, you think of a Danish person, you're not thinking of like you know a brutal conqueror. <laughs> no, you're thinking of a guy no. who like puts that's numbers true. into spreadsheets and then goes home and drinks tap water. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I don't understand. Well, again, that's the whole, people were treated like dirt for 5,000 years, so now let's uh, elevate them. Uh, and by the way, they take full, full responsibility for elevating anyone else but their own group of people. They loved it. I was there fighting for them the whole, yeah, because you're the reason everything changed. There's no question about it. I mean, come on. I just don't understand it. Why, why can't we just go, you're a person, I'm a person, that's as far as it goes. Uh, you know, we're human beings, we can get along, or if you don't want to, then we won't. I don't understand this whole idea that I know how to take care, you don't know how to take care of shit. You got no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> right? right? There's, yeah, there's how many people in the world or in the country and anybody that thinks you know what is going to be <sighs> best for each individual and how best to you know lead that big of a group is insane i would agree we only got a couple of minutes left any closing comments anybody like to make andy got anything i don't like being sick yeah. <laughs> i don't yeah both of our children andy and alex are both sick in different parts of the country i know we're separated by what two thousand miles 2, something 000 like that miles, yeah and somehow we managed to get cold or the flu at the exact same that time very strange it's very odd it's very strange Devin, any closing comments? Um, closing comments. Let's see. I'm curious to see what that $100 million, how that uh, Chris was talking about earlier for the light rail to yes. get finished, uh. if that's actually going to progress anything forward. Uh, I'm guessing that it won't. Um, no. But Rarely does. Uh, we'll see. How, Tevin, how many years has that Southwest light rail just been sitting there doing nothing? Uh, I don't know. It's got to be like almost 10 years now at this point, it feels like. I would think. So which line? Is This isn't the blue or the green lines. This is a new one. It's the one that's going out to Eden Prairie. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. And it, moves, it goes through Crystal, right? Yes. Yeah, or it's oh. going to. The, cause going to, yeah. When we lived in Crystal, they were building a light rail station out there. I yeah. think that one's going somewhere else. Oh, that's I think another there's one? two. And yeah. then, yeah, I think <laughs> they are trying to put one that goes north now as well. Yeah, that's the one that goes oh. through Crystal and Golden Valley. Because I remember when we lived in Golden Valley, they were fighting about where to put the station. Yeah, yep. I, yeah they wanted to put it right on Theater Worth Park, right? Yeah, well, they wanted to have a bunch of stops in, like, North Minneapolis, which, I mean, North Minneapolis is so close to Minneapolis, and it has a really good bus service already. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't really understand why they wanted to spend a ton of money putting a bunch of stops right mm -hmm. there. I mean, it seems like... It was. It's supposed to be a commuter line to get people right. into work, but right. now that people aren't working in offices, why are we building commuter lines? I agree. Why they don't go downtown? They don't want to go downtown anymore. I mean, it would be nice, I guess. Uh, there was one that went from Big Lake to downtown, which mm -hmm. people liked when they went to um, baseball games, right? Uh, especially at night. But then they would they they stop servicing at like 10 p.m. So. I just know. didn't make it, none of it makes any sense. They 
they add things that are supposed to move people around safely, and then they don't give the service that yep. they need to have. Exactly. All right, that is going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. We will talk to you on this show tomorrow. And, of course, uh, Tevin and I will be on the morning show, the Tom Bernard Show, uh, tomorrow morning as well. So thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.